Good morning. You are joining us on Truth Talk, and um, I'm just so excited to um, have Madison joining us today. She is the um, the owner and CEO of Hand of Ease, and um, we, you know, we talk about the truth here, what happens behind the scenes in our life. But what's really interesting is Madison has been helping me with some of my personal branding, and I wanted to invite her on um, because she thinks from a millennial's perspective. And I found it very interesting um, as we were going through and starting to do something. She um, shared a couple of things and I thought, oh, wow, that's really interesting. So we're going to share those, those wow moments with you that kind of caught me by surprise to think how a millennial would think. Um, but actually, it's kind of like the secret. Like, you know, if you know how to communicate with the next generation or your ideal client that you're trying to reach with, it's very, very powerful. And so um, Madison is here to share some of those um, myths with us and um, those secrets that a millennial thinks with. So if you would like to know those, that's great. We're going to be talking about branding and cohesiveness um, and just some of the, the, the things like that and just some of the different ways um, that we work together and what we've, um, um, we've shared. So I wanted to just bring that. Um, I wanted to thank you for coming in and doing that today. It's kind of fun. Um, we're in here together in the same um, studio space, so it's kind of fun to be together. And Mariah is over in Washington, so hello, Mariah. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, so Madison, when we started working together, um, and of course, I had um, many different platforms, right? Because I do Christian Network, Courageous Beginnings, and then I have Melanie Binger for Ignite Your God Size Goal. And she started looking at that, and we started talking about brand cohesiveness. There was one thing that when you went and looked at my, and I don't want to say this, but it'll be okay because by the time it comes out, my new website will be up. <laughs> but um, I'm going to out myself here for a minute. Um, I kind of have operated by, you know, um, um, I want to say, I had stuff done, but something was better than nothing. So I, um, I like things to be perfect, but because I'm doing so many different things and I've got those goals and I've had people come alongside me. I've had to do, uh, maybe do lead with some imperfection or things not being exactly how I wanted, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have, there's many, many, many blessings in that. But when she went to go look at my website, what was the first thing you told me? Do you remember? Um, you have buttons that don't work. And um, if I was looking at this, just looking for um, a coach, I would probably not come back to the site or um, see it as unprofessional. Ouch, right? <laughs> Like, because first of all, I didn't know less than you guys, like I actually thought my buttons worked. So um, that was like, oh, I didn't know that there was some broken links. So here's the first tip to you guys, like go check the links on your website that should be working um, and in your social media to make sure everything's connecting. Because if you're trying to reach the next generation, which I am, I love um, helping, you know, people reach their goals. And that's one of the things that God's put in my heart is to, um, to work with the next generation, I had to start learning how they thought. And so um, I actually um, have had Madison from Hand of Ease helping me. So um, we fixed those broken links right away. <laughs> First thing. Yeah. And um, what else can you tell us about that, Madison? Um, you know, when you are, if you're looking to improve your site or to um, come across as more professional or you're not even sure what looks professional online, um, I would say um, my number one tip is creating cohesiveness. And um, that can be brought about in um, a few ways. So I'd say there are three main ways. Um, you can make sure that you have the same colors that you're using for everything, for all of your graphics, um, that you have those color codes written down 
Um, and you have a place that you can go and get them all the time. If you have a VA, they can go and get those colors and use those consistently. Um, same thing with fonts, making sure you have, if you have, you should have about three fonts that you're using and um, they should be written down probably in the same place as your um, codes for your colors so that you can be using those consistently. And then um, thirdly, I would say consistency, consistency in your messaging, um, especially online is a massive deal, um, making sure that um, it's okay that you repeat yourself. Um, and because that is, you're often speaking to um, a new audience or introducing new people to who you are online. Um, so it's okay to repeat yourself as I just said. So here's the interesting thing because, um, and, and I know this, but some people might not, so I wanna go ahead and just talk about this. Um, on social media, the person you'll find on Facebook is different than the person that you'll find on Instagram. And so how you communicate on those two platforms are different, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, Instagram is now non-negotiable in business. So if you're in business and you are not on Instagram, you're missing out on an audience um, and on some really great clientele. And people of all ages are actually on Instagram. So um, they might not be posting and they might not be active, but they are looking um, and they are actively on. So um, you wanna make sure that you're there, of course. Um, and then having a second social media, a lot of people choose Facebook, some people choose YouTube, um, but having at least two that you focus on is a really big deal. But of course those audiences are gonna be different. So the people who are most active and use Instagram most often are going to be um, millennials, a lot of times millennial women um, or young moms are on Instagram. Um, and targeting your content per the audience that you're most likely to reach on each social media platform is a good idea. Okay. Um, and what kind of person would I find on LinkedIn? Um, a lot of times you find um, people who are very into the professional sphere. Um, if you are maybe a lifestyle brand or something, you're going to want to be on Instagram. If you are a professional um, brand, let's say you're selling office supplies or um, you are teaching people maybe speaking um i would recommend linkedin because you have people who are exclusively there to talk about business to talk about improving themselves professionally um and that kind of thing yeah so um that, i mean that's really i think it's just really interesting so the other thing is like on your pictures i guess mm -hmm. i would say um what about your profile pictures that you're using would you use the same one through all different platforms or would you suggest using a different picture on different platforms? Um, that's a really good question. I think that um, you should probably use the same image, um, although when you are on LinkedIn, I would use like a professional headshot. Um, and then for other images, maybe doing like a lifestyle image shot of just you um, would be preferable. And then of course, in your profile pictures, you should always be the only person in that picture unless it's very clear that you are not the other person. Like if you're a woman and the other person is a man and it's a picture of your wedding, then that's fine, of course. But you want to make sure that people know who you are and who they're talking to online. So one of the things that Madison does, you guys, is she helps. Um, now I'm not a baby boomer, so I'm a Gen Xer, just so you know. But um, she helps baby boomers and Gen Xers connect with millennials. And since it is my heart and passion to um, connect with the younger generations, um, I have had her do that. Now, so what are some ways, um, actually I kind of forgot my question that was funny about being silly. So, <laughs> um, what are some ways that you, you know, since that is the area you specialize with, that um, other, that people can connect with millennials? Good question. Um, millennials, um, we want to see consistency and honesty. 
Um, so things that are overly polished um, don't always work. And a lot of millennials are tired of seeing the overly polished. You know, we want honesty, but we also want consistency. And I think a certain level of professionality online, even if that's Instagram or it's not LinkedIn, um, there still needs to be a level of um, professionality. That doesn't mean overly polished. You know, that doesn't mean you need to look perfect in every post. Um, that does mean that there needs to be a constant flow of communication between people, uh, particularly if you're talking about Instagram growth. I grow my Instagram by approximately 100 uh, followers every month. Um, and for me, that means um, I need to be on my stories every single day. Um, I need to be using my hashtags in a really targeted way, making sure I'm using hashtags that my audience would look at. Um, those are my recommendations for communicating with millennials only. 100 people a month, that's, that's some pretty aggressive growth. So you're using your hashtags and you are you friending people or? Um, I don't follow as many people as I used to. So um, the only time I follow somebody is if I genuinely like their content. And I think that that creates, um, as a rule across um, Instagram, uh, it, it just creates more honest culture. You know, if we're just following people to get followers, then that you aren't using the platform in an honest way. And that means that your audience might not be too. So um, I think that you get what you put into the world. So only follow people that, that um, you really genuinely like their content. Um, and um, I'm using targeted hashtags. I'm consistent. Um, and I know who I'm talking to. So um, when I'm creating content, um, I know that somebody might be looking for certain information. Um, a lot of times I talk about how to um, remember that you have personal goals in your professionality, because I think a lot of times we can uh, get really, really focused on what are those professional goals. We talk about that a lot, but um, remembering that we also have personal goals and that we can apply the same concepts to achieving those personal goals. Oh, well, I think you that's really good. And I think when you're talking about adding that content, you guys, it's always important to add, add value. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking of um, who your ideal person is, what can I be doing to add value to, um, to my ideal client or who's watching and observing or that that person that I'm trying to reach, right? Yeah, um, you should be adding value more than you're requesting um, a buy. So a mistake that a lot of people make on social media is they only um, speak about themselves or they only talk about themselves and what they are doing. They don't ask questions of their audience. Um, and that's a really, really big key for interactions and gaining followers is you want to be concerned with what they're doing and who they are. Um, because people love to talk about themselves. Um, if you love to talk about yourself so much, uh, other people want you to ask questions about them and what they like. So that's a good way to get interaction and followers as well. Well, you talked about being authentic. And so I'm going to just kind of out myself again. Um, I have a Boston Terrier and I love my little pooch. She's about, um, about a little bit over a year old now. And we have not had any issues with chewing. Like that's just not her. She's been good. She's been a great puppy. I've been able to train her potty trained her earlier. She could just do free reign and do stuff. I came home yesterday. So sad. My favorite pair of shoes. She had chewed up. Oh like goodness. the back. Yeah. She like at first I just saw the hill. Like she had gotten the hill. And I was like, is there any way to fix those? And then I saw the top. And she had like she just took it a good chunk. And I mean, she had a great time. And you know, at first I was like, just really irritated. And I was just like, okay. But you know, the truth is, it's just things, you know, accidents happen, it's just stuff. And I don't, I'm not too attached to my things, to be honest. Um, I like to use my china and if something gets broke, it's not a big deal. I tell my kids it's an accident, you know, no worries, because I believe in using what we have. 
but I was a little upset. My favorite shoes got chewed up yesterday. And um, I thought, and I was sitting here thinking, I shot a message to my friend and I said, my, my shoes that I paid a, paid a pretty penny for are not even worth a penny anymore. And I was like, I was thinking, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this on, in, like I put it out there on, on, it, on social media. And it was amazing the interaction that I got back because sometimes we do, I just want to be like, okay, this is, I look good. Or I got my, you know, whatever. And I think there's a part of it that people want to see real life. And, um, it's a great way to, to build the engagement and to know people. Cause I heard some funny stories. I mean, I got some great stories out of that and really, you know, it's about building relationships. We are wanting to build relationships. And I think, um, when we talk about this so much in a world, um, of social, there's so many people all alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, um, this, this month, my, my pastor, Jason, I go to Grace Point, um, in Milwaukee, if anybody ever wants to go, I love it. I think it's a great, um, it's a great church. It's a great community. We're really reaching the young kids, but, um, if you're in another state, you can always tune in online. And, you know, I know Mariah has an awesome church that she goes to in Vancouver. Um, it be interesting. Where, now, where do you guys like to attend church? Yeah, I, I go to Crown and Anchor, um, in Vancouver. In Vancouver. So we're Washington, Vancouver girls, but I always think it's really important because you know what? Sometimes people don't know where to go and hang out, right? Or where's a good place for, um, to reach a millennial or like, if you know somebody to refer a person, like I was really looking for a church that my children would be engaged in. Um, but anyways, back to this point, Jason was, um, shared some statistics about inviting people, right? And how we are much more willing to go to church or go to a networking group or, and he was speaking from the church perspective, but um, I was even thinking like, you know, if we're going to go to the gym and work out, because we focus on faith, family, business, and health, how much easier are we willing to go try something when someone says, hey, I'll meet you there, you want to go together, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's the same thing is that we are much more approachable if we're sharing our life on, to bring this back around, mm-hmm. on social media that they can say like, oh, her life's not perfect, you know, because mm-hmm. we all know that, but we might look at somebody and think like, well, that's where it is, you know? So um, what else can you tell us about brand cohesiveness so that, you know, when somebody knows that they want to create that, um, that we can know? Um, I would say, um, of course, like brand messaging, what you're talking about, um, but also you're going to have trouble creating cohesiveness if it doesn't feel natural to you. So um, if Instagram is not your platform um, and I mean, you should have it, of course, but use it in a way that feels natural to you. Don't force yourself to use it in a way that doesn't because it will not come across as genuine. Um, and the whole um, point of, um, I, the whole point really of Instagram is to be genuine. I know not everybody is genuine on Instagram. That sounds silly, but people want to see that. Um, so if you are not feeling natural, it feels very robotic for you to um, be on. Uh, then find another platform. A lot of people use Facebook. And if you're more comfortable on Facebook, then go live on Facebook, then post videos on Facebook. Um, In a similar way that I might on Instagram, you might feel more comfortable there. Um, If you feel super comfortable on Pinterest, use Pinterest. Um, If you love creating really nice curated videos, use YouTube. Um, There are lots of different mediums um, and creating that cohesiveness, it needs to feel natural. it also needs to align with your business goals. It also needs to align with your audience. But I think most of all, if you can't do it in your, in your every day, then don't do it. 
I love that. Hey, Mariah, do you have any questions or thoughts about this conversation over there that you'd like to share? Yeah, I actually um, wanted to ask you a question, Madison. So the other day in um, a leadership meeting, I actually heard someone say that hashtags don't matter anymore. And I didn't push too much, but um, I was curious what you think about that. And then I had another question too. Um, it depends on where you're talking specifically about Instagram or just across the board. Instagram specifically, Instagram yeah. Specifically. So um, I would say that um, hashtagging is, it's always going to be something you should do in a targeted way. Um, as far as maybe not creating massive amounts of hashtags every single time you use them, right? Maybe that's not a great use of your time anymore because the algorithm has shifted to be more about stories. So um, if you are trying to focus your energy and you only have a certain amount to put toward Instagram, I would say focus it more on stories. But people are going to have, new people are going to have a really hard time finding you if you aren't using hashtags. So they need to be used in a capacity. Um, they need to be uh, targeted and specific. Uh, maybe you don't need to use as many as you used to because stories are encouraged more highly, but um, using um, hashtags in your stories um, is going to be pretty helpful um, because you can get on, um, you know, certain hashtags you can now follow. So if you follow a hashtag, it might come up just as you're um, kind of punching through your story. Um, and it somebody you might not know might come up and it's not a sponsored post but a hashtag post for a, a hashtag that you follow so um the name of the game really is reaching new audiences so whatever you can do to reach new audience is what you should do awesome so, so i'm gonna just share yeah. something on that that's okay so also in doing that um i have a friend her name is Lori, and she's actually going to be speaking um, um at the Lori turner is going to be speaking at the mompreneur on fire event um and so one of the things she's actually a social media specialist. I mean, she's the bomb. Um, but she uh, she always talks about in Instagram how you want to put tag your location. Yeah. So Lori, this is an awesome tip that I'm going to share, and we want to thank you. So always put your location in where you're at, and if you're putting on an event, put that. So she does not live in Boston, but she's going to be speaking in Boston. So she's been running ads and she's been hashtagging Boston. So in her algorithm that came back, it said it was showing for it in Boston and people were liking it in Boston. And it was creating a lot of uh, momentum there. So also like just a little secret, you guys, that if you are um, putting on an event or speaking in a different state, mm -hmm. you want to be putting that state tagging where you are ahead of time in that promotion mm -hmm. so that it will create a little awareness and people in that area will be seeing it. Yeah, well, it's a lot of people follow those tags, right? So if you follow, you live in Boston and you follow the Boston tag, then you're up to date on all of the events happening, right? So the same thing, I follow PDX. I follow PDX businesswomen um, and because I want to keep up on what businesswomen are doing with PDX. So. Those are great tips. Awesome. So they're not completely gone. We just got to be careful. No be in balance with how we use them you don't need to spend as much time and energy maybe creating um very curated groups you know maybe have a few hashtags you use consistently have a signature hashtag that has all of your stuff so if somebody's looking for your stuff they can look also for your hashtag or for people who attended an event maybe that you ran um but yeah maybe i i used to spend a lot of time creating curated hashtag groups and now i think back and i'm like oh time wasted you know i could have just been being genuine on my instagram story which is what i'm good at so Awesome. That's good to know. Another question, Mariah, what was that? Yeah, so the last question for me was, um, you talk a lot about interacting and, you know, which I think is super important. 
what would you say for those of us that are like, okay, I don't know how to engage my audience. Um, I like Instagram a lot too. So if you wanted to speak specifically for Instagram, what are some things that we can be doing to get our audience to interact? Um, something as simple as asking them uh, what their favorite color is, something as simple as like, do you prefer sandwiches or hot dogs? Or there's this debate about if a hot dog is a sandwich or if it's like, if it's something else. So you're like just doing something as silly as that, that increases interaction, makes people know that you're genuine, even if it's not necessarily related to your business, not everything needs to be about business on Instagram. LinkedIn, I would say probably, yeah. Um, but on Instagram, you can um, talk about things that are a little bit more real life, even silly, um, that gets people kind of engaged. And of course, people love to talk about themselves. So asking people, um, you know, like if they, you know, like you can do a poll with what they prefer, you can ask them a question. Uh, but keep in mind that um, users or your audience, um, they like ease. So polls work way better than asking a question because all they have to do is click one button. They don't need to click on the question and then think of what to write. So if you want more immediate um, and more immediate encouragement to get your audience to interact, I would say polls or things where you just have to click one button to make a decision are best. I like it. Okay, so you guys, here's another thing. We are in fall and um, September is coming to a close. So October 1st is just next Monday, I believe. And do you know what that means? 13 weeks until the end of the year. Oh my goodness. So let me just bust that to you. 13 weeks until the end of the year. So that means we have a Christmas coming and Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. But Actually, I just want to talk really quickly about what that also means about your goals. And since we talk about faith, family, business, and health, um, each week I'm going to be giving you a little challenge. Just one little um, challenge that you can be doing in that area to be improving your health. I think sometimes, and especially for me being authentic, I'm like an all or nothing gal. Like if I'm working on my health, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm all in. I'm going to make sure I'm getting all my exercise in. I'm doing these different things. Um, that's a lot of times how I operate or like I'm working on this project or 100% focus. And so um, what I've really been trying to do is to be present where I'm at. Um, I have been trying to just come up with one thing that I can do. And, and you'll hear me talk about that um, often is to do um, one thing in your faith, one thing in your family, one thing in your business, and one thing in your health a day. And then you know you're moving forward. And so maybe one day I might be more focused on doing a business activity but I'm still gonna make sure that I'm spending the time in my devotion. I'm still getting that time in with God. I'm still you know, doing something focused around my health. Um, and then I'm still doing something with my children, my family, like, you know, or I'm working in my house and getting something done so that I have done and served in every area. Because I think, um, you know, we wanna have everything done and it's really hard. Um, and you hear me often speaking about working from rest and you know, we can get tired and especially in the season, we can get tired. So I'm so excited for what's to come. We've got 13 weeks. Um, we'll be giving you a little challenge starting next week about um, just one thing that you can do. Maybe you don't want to focus on all of those areas, but just pick one um, that you can do and to incorporate in that. Um, and uh, so that will be fun. I'm looking forward to sharing that and really be thinking you guys about um, what have my goals been for 2019. And um, Take a look and we'll be looking at that. Like, what is it that you really need to do to finish to help you achieve those goals? Um, because a lot of times we can just do a little bit more push and we'll be there. 
Um, sometimes it's sharing our goals and asking for help from people and um, they're willing to help you achieve that. I mean, people like to help people. Um, I love to help people and help them reach their goals. And so um, I know other people do as well. So super excited about that. So that is to come and we wanna make sure that you stay, um, stay in tune with this on Truth Talk. Now, Mariah, I know we have a power verse. Do you have that up for us? If our minds are ruled by the spirit, we will have life and peace. Romans 8, 6. Um, I picked this, you guys, because so much about our mindset, right? Um, we hear a lot about our mindset, but right here in the Bible, it is talking about mindset. Like if we are um, having this, uh, uh, a mindset of letting God rule it and saying, God, where do you want to lead me? Who can I, you know, who can I um, impact today for you? or I'm giving you the situation and laying my burdens down, we are gonna have peace in that and in our life. Um, and I think, I don't know, I just, um, I kind of like it, like, you know, God's got it kind of thing. You know, sometimes it's a little bit more challenging, but anyways, we always like to have a mind, uh, like a power verse, and I saw this, and so, um, if our minds are ruled by the spirit, we will have life and peace, Romans 8, 6. And, um, Little bit truth, a little bit truth over here. Mama's got to get some Christ check to get glasses to be wearing more often because uh, that smaller font is hard for me to read. Or we might have to just get that font bigger next time, people. <laughs> but anyhow, um, Madison, thank you so much for um, for being on Truth Talk and sharing um, some secrets about how a millennial thinks um, and things that we can do to create brand cohesiveness and to reach that. Um, we will be putting in the comments how people can get in contact with you with Panda V. Um, and if you have questions, you know, put them below. We'd love to have Madison back so that she can come back and address and talk about that. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I think that my parting tip, and I, I've said this, but I really want to drive it home, is um, be as genuine as possible. If it doesn't feel natural, don't do it. Um, and make sure that you have all of your brand information written down in one place. Um, that's probably the biggest recommendation I have. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Truth Talk, and we will catch you next week. Bye.